Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come to you today loving you, knowing that you love me and you love all those that are listening to this right now. And Jesus, we thank you for coming down and dying on the cross and rising up three days later, raising up three days later, just to make an open show, letting our enemies know that you are the Son of God, that also we have the your power the power of the Most High God within us because when you left, you said you will not leave us without a comforter and you sent the Holy Spirit which dwells in us and for that we thank you. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to us. Holy Spirit, we bless you. We bless the God within us. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for being there with us. We thank you for being our library. We thank you for being our books. We thank you for being our Google. We thank you for being everything that we would need down here, our spiritual food, our natural food. We thank you for everything that you bless us with and help us with. And we also pray for, uh, we bless you, Barukata Adonai, and we pray for the angels that work for you, for us, and help us each and every day. We bless them. We thank you. We thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood just for us. And thank you for your word. We thank your word is lovely. Your word is pure. Your word is true. And we thank you for that as well. In Jesus' name, I ask that you use me, Holy Spirit, and let something come out that somebody somewhere listening to this is going to need. In your holy name, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and um, I'm coming to you today hoping that the sun is shining in your life, and not just physically, but within you, the sun, S-O-N shine, sunshine is shining in your life, and that God is doing a mighty work through you, with you, amen, amen, hallelujah, God is good. So turn your swords to, I'm going to be reading a little bit uh, every now and then, uh, every couple of uh, uh, scriptures from John chapter 8. So turn your scriptures to John chapter 8. And we're going to be reading some things, we're going to be reading about some things that Jesus told the people when he, were, when he was here. Um, you can only imagine what he went through. He did all these wondrous works, and he healed people, and and gave people money when they needed it. You know what I mean? And 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 told people to ride, take your bed, rise up, and walk. He did all these things for people, and still, at the end, he's still describing himself himself to people. Okay, so I will start with um. I will start with verse thirteen of uh, John chapter 8 and it says the Pharisees therefore said unto him thou bearest record of thyself thy record is not true okay they're they're def- defaming him they're, in other words they're telling Jesus okay you, you you told us you bear record of yourself you told everybody about yourself and we don't find these things to be true in other words they're calling Jesus a liar Okay, they said, thy record is not true. And Jesus answered and said unto them, though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whether I go, but you can't tell when I come and when I go. He's he's, letting, he's reading their pedigree. He's letting them know, you don't know what I do unless I tell you, you don't know what I'm doing. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father are one. 
I love this scripture and I want you guys to start using they start using it's not me that want God wants you to start using this scripture I am the father um, that sent me and there's a scripture that says I am the father are one amen it just came into my spirit as I was reading this for I am not alone but I am the father that sent me hallelujah Jesus had witnesses amen it is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. Amen. He's telling them about their law now. The testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself and the Father that sent me bears witness of me. In other words, he's telling them, God that created everything is my witness. And he, he, he is my witness to everything that I say, every, every, every move that I make, everywhere I go, everything that I do. How would you like for God to be your witness? Amen. He is. Amen. If God dwells in you, God is your witness. Amen. Who else do you need? Who else do you need? Amen. And then, and verse 19, then said they unto him, where's your father? Isn't that just like the devil always trying to tempt somebody where it, you say you're the daughter of God? You say you're the son of God, but where is he? Yeah, you ever go through some stuff in your life um, and maybe some tragic things or, you know, just some things happening in your life. And the first thing you, you the, the, the devil whispers to you is, where's God? Okay, God is supposed to be the God of your life, the wonder of your life. Where is he? Amen. And he, they, they told Jesus, where is thy father? And Jesus answered them, you neither, you neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet come. Notice he's speaking to people that have money. All right, he's speaking to people in the treasury. They have you got to be very careful because you cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. Now, God wants you to enjoy money, okay, but He doesn't want you to turn money into a God, amen. And there's a lot of people that have done this. Uh, you know, I, I money's good, money helps us, and, and I'm not going to turn it down because I need the help, but I refuse to put money before God, amen. And I hope you do too. Amen. Teaching Christ, teaching in the treasury. In verse 21, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and you shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. In other words, he's telling them, where, where I go, you won't be there. I'm not your God. Who will, who will you serve? A man cannot serve two masters at one time. Amen. In other words, Jesus is letting them know here, you're not my. You're, I'm not your. I'm not your father. You chose money over me, and you wonder why you can't understand me because you chose man, something man-made. Hallelujah! Over the one that made the thing that you worship. Then said Jews. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he said, where I go, you cannot come. Now, here we go. This is They're thinking in the natural. Okay, They're thinking carnally. And they're saying, well, is he talking about killing himself? 
Is that what that means? He says, where I go, you cannot come. Is he going to kill himself? You know, they don't understand. They didn't under, They didn't take out the time to understanding. They didn't have a coin in the close relationship with him. They had no idea. what They didn't understand because they weren't understanding in the spiritual. We're talking about carnal, natural people. You know, people who live carnally according to the flesh, and they don't understand anything when it comes to matters of the spirit of God or their own spirits. In fact, they don't even know how to. They run buck wild. They don't even know how to handle their own spirits. They don't even know how to feed their own soul. Amen. They're out of control. When you do not let God help you in your life, live in your life, guide you, show you the way, be the beacon that you need in your life, you, darling, are out of control. Out of control. And that's why Jesus told them, where I go, you can't, you can't come. Trust me, you won't be there. <laughs> Unless they repent, amen, they're not going to be there. We have to repent of our sins. There are too many people that are living with sins, doing things, and they're saying, well, I'm, I'm getting away with this. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'm okay. You better stop thinking that way. Amen, you better stop thinking that way. You have to repent. Ask God to forgive you, amen, and repent of your sins because you cannot get to heaven with sins in your backpack. Amen. <laughs> you can't even have a backpack with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. In fact, thank you, Jesus. And uh, he says, and it's uh, verse 23 says, and he said unto them, You're from, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. So he's telling them, he's telling them his origin, where he's from and where they're from. And I said, therefore, unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, if you don't believe that he was sent to save the world, to save everybody from their sins, to save everybody from burning in hell, which is so hot that the rich man asked Abraham to, to dip his finger in the water because he was burning. He was so hot down there where he was at. You're not going to make it. You're going to die in your sins. The only way to be forgiven and to live eternally, happily eternally, is to accept Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. Otherwise, there's no other way. Everybody tries to get around it. There's no other way. It's either his way or no way. It's not his way or our way. It's <laughs> his way or no way. Amen. Jesus told him, you know, I'm the Savior, except me, or you're going to die in your sins. And verse 25, then they said unto him, "Where? Uh, who are you? Okay, who art thou? That's English, um, Elizabethan language. And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. In other words, Jesus said, I've been telling you who I am. You keep asking me who are you I've been telling you who I am you you won't listen okay he said I've been telling you this thing from the beginning I have many things to say and to judge of you but he that sent me is true and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him they understood not that he spoke to them of the father they didn't understand this is a typical example of spiritual dullness. People who are, you ever see somebody's a spiritually dull? Have you ever? 
since I'm on the, the, the topic of spiritual dullness, have you ever had a conversation with somebody, um, and they're half out of it anyhow, they're probably half drunk or high or whatever, and they just want to have that long, drawn-out conversation, you know, everybody wants to talk about God or something when they're high, right? Have you ever had a conversation with somebody that's just talking crazy? They're just talking crazy. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. Amen. And uh, they always want to talk about something else, about, you know, um, UFOs or aliens or, you know, who, where, you know, so they always come up with some kind of topic every, they're so, I'll use the word spiritually dull. They're so spiritually dull. They, they think they sound intelligent. You ever see somebody like that? They think they sound intelligent talking about their aliens and, and all this other stuff that they come up with to get around Jesus Christ. They think they sound intelligent, but really, 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 the things that they are saying, the things that they are saying are very asinine and they should not be speaking that way, but they think they should. And you ever have them argue with you and literally try to make you look like you don't know what you're talking about? You know, when you run into people like that who are spiritually dull, they have some work that needs to be done, not by them, but by God. And until they allow God to do a good work on them and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, you're going to continue to have conversations with people like that. So, and sometimes you got to let them go. You know, tell them you plant that seed. It's all about planting seeds, right? Your Johnny Appleseed, Janetta Appleseed, plant that seed and let it go. Let the Holy Spirit take over the rest. Amen. Spiritually dull. And Jesus said, I've been telling you, you're not receiving. Isn't it all about, isn't success and happiness all about receiving? Receiving Jesus Christ. Receiving his teachings. Receiving the word. Receiving the blessings. You know, receiving the visions that God gives you, receiving the dreams, receiving his voice when he speaks to your ear audibly or when he speaks to your heart. It's all about receiving. Amen. And if people don't receive it, they're going to be spiritually dull. All right. And he says, uh, then verse 28, then Jesus said unto them, when ye have lifted up the son of man, then shall you know who I am. Okay, then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father has taught me, I speak these things. He's telling them, he said, until you lift me up and do the things I told you to do and understand and, and, and practice the things that I told you, understand, read the word, accept me, you know, nothing's good, nothing good's going to happen to you. He said, until you understand that God has sent me and I'm doing the things that my father has told me to do. I am not by myself. You might look at me and it might look like I'm by myself. But didn't Jesus even say he could call down legions of angels? You can't see them, but they're there, right? You can't see your angel. You have guardian angels, messenger angels. You have uh, warring angels all around you. You can't see them most of the time, but they're there. All right. Yeah, some people say, well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And there's too many people like that. I'll believe it when I see it. All right. They believe other things before they haven't seen, before they haven't seen them. All right. And says in verse 29, and he that sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone. 
for I do always those things that please him. God will not leave you as long as you please him and continue to allow him to be your father. Amen. The, as I said before, the father and I are one. As he spoke the verse 30, as he spoke these words, many believed on him. See, look, when Jesus starts speaking, people's hearts open. You know, listening to the word, if you're not a hard-hearted person, listening to the word will open your heart to him, to Jesus Christ. And it will change your heart. It will, the word melts ice from around your heart. Years and years of abuse that you went through. Years of not understanding why you went through it. Years of hatred. Years of jealousy. Years of misplacement. Years of misunderstanding. Years of divorces and losing jobs and not having money and not being able to eat properly. Not being able to wear the right clothing and being teased for the way you dress. Being teased for the way you look. Being teased for your countenance. Being teased for your hair. Your skin color the country that you live in. It is all made better through Christ Jesus. Once you get Christ Jesus in your heart, you're not even going to worry about those things that you once worried about because you give it to Him. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, For it's easy. His yoke is easy. Amen. Hallelujah. For He, okay, uh, and, oh, 30, and as he spake these words, many believed on him. Verse 31. Now people are beginning to believe, right? Because he's perfect. God is perfect. And verse and verse 31 says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Now he's talking to the people who are beginning to believe. They're talking to, he's talking to the people who believe now, right? If you continue in my word, notice he's he's telling them what to do. God God will give you instructions if you pay attention to the directions. He said, Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know that the truth, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He's telling you that I'm what if you continue to learn of me, to listen to the word, to read the word, to talk to God, have a personal relationship with the Lord, you will know the truth, and then will you be free. Amen. Spiritual knowledge. That's he's given us the blessings of the word. That's spiritual knowledge. Amen. And they answered him, We be Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou ye shall be made free? Okay, these are the people that are saying, Well, we're we're special because we're Abraham's seed. We have everything. We want for nothing. And you know, because Abraham was a rich man and he was father of many nations as God had promised him. So therefore there are some people that think that they don't need Jesus. We got everything we need. What why what you know, what are you telling us here? We're Abraham's seed. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus is giving them a fuller revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, the truth is misunderstood. This is where they misunderstand what Jesus is telling them. So, And then he continues to talk to them. And verse 34 says, um, Jesus answered them saying, Verily, verily. When you see him and hear him say that twice, anything like that twice, he's being serious. In other words, he's saying, listen up. All right. He's saying, Verily, verily, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. 
and the servants abide not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. This is the conflict that he had with the Jews. He's telling them, if I make you free, you're free. You're liberated. Okay, I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. They, the, his word is despised among a lot of people. Okay, they despised him. It's like you walking up to somebody saying, I'm the Christ, right? Imagine how that would turn out. <laughs> okay, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which you have seen with your father. Uh-oh, he's talking about two daddies here. He's talking about two fathers, amen? And Christ's divine sonship is, sonship is challenged. They're challenging his sonship now, okay? He's telling them, he said, if you don't believe, you have a different father than me. We don't have the same father. And he's trying to tell people. This is when he's introducing God as the father to these people. I and the father are one. I said that earlier. Amen. Amen. They answered and said, well, verse 39. It says, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto him, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. He's letting them know you're not acting like your daddy. You're not acting like Abraham. You're, you ever see somebody speak that God is their daddy, God is their father, but they don't act like him? Doesn't the saying say like father, like son, or like father, like, you know, but you, you say God is your father, but why aren't you living and acting like him? Look at the people that go to church and do things, okay? People go to church every Sunday, they go to church every Easter, every Christmas, every holiday, and some people go to church regularly, okay? But when they come out to church, how are they acting? Are they acting like they're standing in the church with their hands raised, praying, doing uh, praise and worship, miming, whatever it is, singing, whatever they do in the church, preaching, whatever, serving, for the church, but is when they come out of that church, how do they act? When they see you in Walmart, do they run in another aisle so they won't have to speak to you? Do they offer you a ride back home because you don't have a car? Are they acting like are they acting like their father? Okay, or are they acting like a hypocrite? That's what the word hypocrite means. Acting, play acting. Alright? Amen. Amen. And then uh, verse 40. But now you seek to kill me. A man has told you the truth. I told you the truth. And now you want to kill me? Which I have heard from God. This did not Abraham. Okay. He's letting them know he is an oracle of God. He speaks God's word. He does God's will. Amen. Amen. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to them, We be not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God. Now they're telling him, God is our Father. You're not going to tell us who our Father is because we know who we are. You ever see somebody that know it all? They just, we know who we are. We know who our Father is. You know, they're, they're, they're thinking, uh, you ever hear the term grandfathered in? <laughs> This is this is what they're doing. They're they're um, they think because of time, so many thousands years, whatever it is, have have gone by. Okay, and and now they're they're studying about Abraham. They know Abraham's the father of many nations, and and blah blah blah, and on and on and on, right? And they think they're covered. Oh, we're covered. No, you ha you're talking to the one that can cover you. You're talking to the one that can cover you with his blood, and no enemy can come against you. No one can touch you. everything that because of this guy right here that's talking to them because of him 
anything that comes up against them will fall. Any evil thing that comes up against them will not stand. And it's only going to be because of him. Amen. He's trying to tell them that. But they want to continue to talk about Abraham that lived thousands of years before this. Okay. God can change things whenever he wants to. They lived by the Mosaic law. They lived according to Abraham. But now Jesus is here. Jesus came. Remember those two words, right? Jesus came. Everybody remembers the shortest sentence in the Bible. Jesus wept. Well, now here I'm saying Jesus came. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. I'm getting there. Hold on. You do the deeds of your father. They said, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And verse 42 says, Jesus said unto them, if God was your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. He can't make, how you can't make any plainer, right? Um, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. He, Jesus is telling them, if God was your father, you would know exactly who I am. You would know exactly. Well, of course, through the Spirit, right? These people, obviously, they might be Abraham's seed, but they are missing something. The Spirit of the Most High God in their hearts. They're missing something. Spiritual blindness. Yeah, spiritual blindness of the Jews. All right? And he said, verse 43, Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of, here we go, All right, here, here's the most important part here. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you are going to do. He's calling their pedigree, buddy. He's calling their pedigree. Can you imagine? Imagine their faces. Close your eyes and think of what this would look like. Jesus is standing in the midst of all these people telling me the devil's your father. All right. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. My son's grandmother, Penny Baker, she was a sweet lady, one of them sweet southern women with a southern accent. Uh, she used to always say, um, the devil is a liar and the truth ain't in him. She, she used to say that all the time. And little did I realize, I was listening to the word the whole time. Amen. And it's where she got it from. John eight forty four. You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. I don't care what he whispers to you. I don't care what he tries to come up and tell you. But I don't care how he tries to use your dreams. I don't care what people he uses to come up against you in your life. He is a liar. I don't care how good it might look. You know, in fact, I had a dream last night that I saw a lot of money. I was in some kind of church function or whatever, and you go back way back in, in the bathrooms or whatever, and, and I was back there and I saw this suitcase full of cash. A suitcase full of cash. And there was money around it, and there was jewelry, beautiful jewelry and everything around this suitcase and everything, and and I remember, I distinctly remember, sure as I'm sitting here talking to you right now. I looked at it. I remember seeing it in my dream. You know, you're always, there's an angel or something with you. There's some, always somebody with you in your dream. You're never by yourself. Um, because your guardian angels are, would keep you safe. But I remember thinking, I looked at it, and I saw this money. 
and I remember hearing some. <laughs> I remember hearing something like you know, it's one of the little devilish whispers or whatever, or I, whatever it was. Okay, um, I remember hearing something say, "If that's who it was, it might have been good, might have been bad. We don't know. That's why we have to. When we wake up, we have to study the word and pray and ask God what it meant." I heard something say to me, "You know, you can do one of two things. You can take all this money." All of it can be yours. Just think, all of it can be yours. But, and there was a but to it. And when you hear but, you got to open up both your ears and listen, right? And his voice says, but, everybody's going to know you did it. And I remember that plain as day. It didn't say I was going to be a bad person and I was going to go to jail or anything. I had this feeling like I could get away with it. <laughs> It was a weird dream. It's it's almost like one of those, you know how they say actors and actresses, you know, entertainers sell their souls or whatever. That's what it reminded me of. You know, they they these some of these it's not all of them, but some of these entertainers and, and singers and stuff they sell their in these groups and bands they sell their souls and and some of them sell other people's souls just for notoriety and fame. Okay, and they they blow up and they get real famous and everybody knows them and they're going to parties and everybody's high, drunk, whatever, and doing their little thing and their name gets out there and so what, they're popular and everything now, but they sold their soul. Now, here's the catch. When you do things like that for the sweetness, just for that moment of sweetness, the moment of notoriety or richness or fortune or fame, you know, whatever, when you do things like that, okay, you can get you can do it just like the voice told me in my dream you can do it okay but here's the catch are you willing to live a life of everyone knowing what you did think about some of the entertainers that we see on TV you can tell you can tell a lot of them sold their souls and you can tell you can tell um, the way they act the way they carry themselves um, and some of them just get too high up in fortune and fame and they just start blowing money and doing crazy stuff and 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 one of the signs that I know this is just something I heard but one of the signs that somebody sold their soul is they start tatting I don't know if you guys heard this or not before, but they when you start seeing a person that's real clean and they sing good or they perform good or they're actors or whatever and they look real nice and you like them, then all of a sudden the next time you see them, they got a couple tats. Then you see them again, their whole arm is tatted, the left arm. Then you see them again, the neck is tatted. And then the right arm is tatted, their back and their, that's one of the signs. They're beginning to do what is uh, required to live the life they want to live there is a price you pay and when people see you hitting the paparazzi with umbrellas and losing your mind and screaming running around drunk hide up screaming things at the cops okay and whenever they see you um you know urinating in buckets and and whenever they see you doing all these crazy things Things they and when they see you all tatted up to the point where your whole body looks blue instead of brown or white or whatever color race you are, that's the sign. And that's what that dream reminds me of. The voice told me, you can have all that. You can have the jewelry, you can have the money. It was a huge suitcase. A huge suitcase of money. You can have all of that. But everybody's going to know you took it.
And I remember, I distinctly remember stopping for a few seconds and thinking to myself, it's not worth that. I don't want to live like that. See, the devil is a liar. Remember that, y'all, okay? Remember that. And there are even people out there that sold their loved ones souls allegedly they think they're doing it but they don't realize only God handles souls okay um only God does the judging okay but there are people actually out there that even sold their loved ones and had their loved ones killed for notoriety notoriety of fortune and fame some of those things that you see on TV or whatever you hear on the radio are hits that's a long story. I, I, I might get into <laughs> might get into that at another time. But there are people who want notoriety, fortune, and fame so much they will sell you to get it. At least they think they are. Okay. And allegedly, okay, from the studying that I've been doing, I want to say August twenty third, August twenty third, twenty fourth, or twenty fifth. I think it's the twenty fifth. August twenty fifth is allegedly the um, contract date they say when you go back and you study a lot of people who have died they all died around the 20 uh, around that date august 25th because it's supposed to be the uh contract date satanic contract date anywho <laughs> okay as i said that's our arch deceiver satan is our arch deceiver and he's a liar amen and he says he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? They're stubborn. Um, when people uh, turn against when people when that antichrist spirit comes on, upon people anti against antichrist when that antichrist spirit comes upon people um they don't believe anything jesus says they don't i know some people right now that was raised in the church and they hate the bible i've had people tell me they hate the bible and they don't believe in jesus now what gets me is they believe in god this, tell me that's not confusion. Tell me that the, the, the liar, the father of lies, hasn't gotten to them and, and blinded them and deceived them. There are, liter there are people all around the world that do believe in God. So this is why you have to be careful and study the word and know, try the spirits to see if they are of God. Because there are people that believe in God. But they can't stand the thought of Jesus. You tell me why. Isn't that something? Think about it. Why would somebody absolutely abhor someone that they claim they don't believe in? Right? If you don't believe that chocolate cakes exist, why would you hate them? Why are they at the, why are they at the top of your hate list? You don't believe chocolate cakes exist. So how can you hate them? Selah? Is that a Selah moment or what, y'all? Yeah, he said. Okay, verse 45. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convince me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? And the last verse I'm going to read. He that is of God hears God's words. 
Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. Amen. Jesus is telling them. He's telling us. I'll end it like that. Jesus is telling us. Almost a whole chapter, actually. Um, Jesus is telling us. If you believe in the word, then you are a child of God. There's no way you can dislike God and love his word. <laughs> or, you know, there, love his word or dislike God. You ha If you believe the word, believe Jesus Christ. Uh, the things that he said, the things that he taught us. Um, if you believe the act of Jesus Christ, his entire life, what he did for us. If you believe that he came, that he spoke, that he walked, that he walked on water. He rode in boats. He fed the 5,000. He rose people from the dead. If you believe those things, if you believe those things, then you love God. And he loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. If you believe, he says, he that is of God hears God's words. You have, what did I say? Reception, receive. It's called spiritual receptivity. Amen. If you believe God's words, receive his words like a receiver on a radio. The radio plays music for you because there's something down inside. It reminds me of that song by Take Six called Something Within Me. Amen. There's something within you. There's something down inside that is the receiver, just like a radio. The music comes to the radio because the receiver is receiving the wavelengths, right? The, the, the signals. The Holy Spirit inside of you receives holy signals from the Most High God. And I am asking you today, as you're listening to this, strengthen your receptivity. Strengthen that receiver. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer makes it stronger. You know, um, I have, uh, I don't know what to call it. I have an amplifier. Uh, well, actually a receiver, whatever they call them, for my TV. Because I'm not, I, I'm not a cable believer. I, I never really liked cable most of my life. Every time I try, every time I attempted to have cable, three months later I had an $800 bill. They always ripped me off. So I don't do cable anymore. Something weird happens with cable. <laughs> okay, I can't explain it. But I use one of those things where you get, well, I get like 22 channels, 26 channels. I think mainly 22 from the area that I live in. And I get nice channels, great channels. They're really nice. They're clean. They're fun to watch. And movies and everything. Um, and that's a receiver. But there are different kinds you can get. You can get one for $9.95 that gets 15 channels. Or you, you can get $14.95 that gets maybe 20 channels. You can get you can buy those ones for $49.95 that allegedly, notice I use the word allegedly, get 200 <laughs> Allegedly get 200 channels, okay? And this is what I'm talking about. If you, oh my God, if you, mm. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. If you want more channels, if you want more heavenly channels, if you want more heavenly knowledge, you want to see more in the spirit, I'm saying here, you want to see more in the spirit, you want to hear more, you want to live better, you want a cleaner life, strengthen your signal, right? Strengthen the signal. Strengthen the receptor that you were using to receive the signal by prayer and fasting and loving the Lord and studying the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God is good. Are you saved? Are you saved? Hallelujah. 
If you're not saved, Jesus is standing here right now waiting for you. He's sitting on the right-hand side of God. And hallelujah, when you accept him, he stands up and accepts you into the family of God. If you want to be saved, all you have to do is just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I am so sorry. I believe you died for me on that cross and and shed your blood just for me and then you rose up three days later just for me giving me freedom and power and covering me with your blood I love you Jesus hallelujah I praise your holy name hallelujah and amen 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 and if you just said that God bless you. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says everybody that accepts Jesus Christ, the angels celebrate. So you actually have a party going on for you right now in heaven. Amen. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is happy. He is your father. Hallelujah. Remember, you can't have two fathers. You can only have one father. So don't go back to that one that neglected you and lied to you. Amen. Stay with the real, true God. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Well, thanks for coming on today. I will see you uh, next Sunday. Lord willing, as old folks used to say, right? And there was truth to it. Lord willing. I will see you next Sunday. Live your life clean and pure and have the joy of Jesus Christ in you. The joy of the Holy Ghost is your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, that's part of the signal. Joy. It gives you strength gives you a stronger signal remember that joy gives you a stronger signal and other people will receive you as well amen just like they say when you smile it's somebody usually most likely people smile back amen hallelujah well reverend as he's signing off god bless you and i i pray that you find a bible believing church to go to all right and learn of him it's never too late to learn of him amen To God be the glory for the things he has done. Have a beautiful Sunday and God bless you.